In February this year, a recycling truck dramatically caught fire. The cause? Vape batteries. This is the third such incident in the Hamilton District of New Zealand in the last year alone, not to mention a recent New York fire suspected to be caused by a dad's vape, which killed his wife and daughter. It begs the uncomfortable question, what are the environmental impacts of our vaping habits? I'm Amy Knowles, Year 12 student, casual bartender, waitress, ballet dancer, piano player, aspiring doctor, and above all, an environmentalist at heart. While I'm not a vapor personally, I love and support many people who are, and I'm a first-hand witness of the vapes that are piling up in bedrooms across the country. We've all heard about the growing vaping trend, but the numbers make it even more stark. 520,000 Australians vaped in the year 2019, and product sales amounted to 98.1 million in 2020. It's been estimated that two disposable vapes are thrown away every second in the UK, with Australia not too far behind. Vapes are well on their way to becoming the new cigarette butts in terms of litter. Even worse, since the main consumers of vapes are the notoriously environmentally conscious Gen Z, why is this happening? The simple explanation of the irony is that there's just no easy solution. To better understand the recycling challenge vapes present, let's take a look at the anatomy. Once you've taken off the colourful plastic shell, you can divide the body into its main components. The cartridge, which holds the vape juice, an atomizer, which heats the juice to over 190 degrees Celsius, and the lithium-ion battery. Let's zoom in on what's known as the juice. Juice is normally made up of water, nicotine, flavorings, and either a vegetable glycerine or propylene glycol base. The propylene glycol base is soluble in water. This means that it can leach into the soil and ultimately waterways, and in concentrations greater than 18 mg per deciliter can be toxic. The nicotine is also harmful to the environment, so any leakages make the recycling process much more difficult. The most obvious recycling difficulty is the lithium-ion battery. We all know that batteries can't just be thrown away, as they can leak toxic acid or catch fire. I'm sure I'm not alone in a shoebox of batteries that any day now I'll take to my local collection point. These same risks apply for vape batteries, which make these devices a relatively new e-waste source. Lithium-ion batteries are necessary in electric cars and electronics and will certainly need to be recycled in the future. But until we work out how best to do it, lithium is a finite resource, so we probably shouldn't be wasting it in single-use vapes destined for the bin. Our third part of vapes is the plastic's shell. Surely that could just be recycled like other hard plastics. Wrong! It's actually got toxic nicotine and battery residue, so it needs to be handled with care and recycled in a method specific to vapes. All of these components present a slight recycling challenge, but we totally have it covered, right? Like, we can recycle batteries in hard plastic, so this shouldn't be an insurmountable problem. Unfortunately, when these components are combined, vapes become an environmental triple threat, and not in a good way. Our recycling centres don't have a machine that can separate these three hazards, and the only way to deal with dead vapes is in separate parts. Now, I know the eco-warriors among us are itching to fix this little hurdle with a little experimentation, but put down your tools. There are so many dangers that come with taking apart vapes yourself. Disposable vapes are totally not designed to be tinkered with, and since they're usually cheaply made, there's always the risk of the vape battery exploding and causing second or even third degree burns. Better not to risk it. 
Plus, even if you manage to dismantle everything safely, you really don't want to be getting any juice or battery acid on your hands. But this leads us to a bit of a conundrum. It's not very eco-friendly to just ignore the problem and let the empty vapes just pile up, but we also shouldn't really be trying to DIY it. Though that hasn't stopped self-proclaimed mechatronics wizard and Newcastle local Alex Faircloud putting out a call. He's offering to pick apart used vapes for people. Don't worry, he's a mechatronics engineering professor, 100% qualified. But before we call him our saviour, let me give you a little reality check. The problem is so large, he can't do it alone, and as OzPost will only let you mail one vape at a time, this solution won't make a dent in your dead vape stash. So, let's take a look at what experts are saying might work. Chemical engineer Reese Russell told the ABC that the best strategy would be centralised deposit points. So what is a central deposit point? A great example is the return it scheme that has popped up in states and territories across Australia. It's so easy. Just make an account and scan in eligible single-serve bottles and cans, and you get 10 cents a pop. Bargain. A scheme like this could be the answer. If the problem was centralised, experts could devise economically sustainable methods of separation and then eventually recycle the components. And while it shouldn't be an excuse to vape more, a financial incentive to recycle like return it wouldn't hurt either. I know I've made over $10 with bottles, and although that doesn't seem like much, that's more than 100 containers disposed of responsibly. Not bad for one person. What can we do in the meantime? Besides the obvious solution of quitting vaping, all we can really do is be mindful of our consumption and lean towards the longer-lasting products. You also might have heard that the Australian government is proposing implementing a ban on the importation of non-prescription vapes and introducing quality control standards regarding ingredients and flavouring. Let's think of this as an opportunity. Why not introduce legislation favouring rechargeable prescription vapes as well as surrendering points for vapes consumed before the introduction of the ban? It's not like the technology for safely swapping out pods doesn't exist. Without changing our disposal strategy, those dead vapes aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Besides, it could be a little while until the new laws could even pass and we're showing no signs of slowing down our vaping habit. So, to recap it all, those vapes can't just go in the bin. You need to dispose of them safely. And I'm serious about the don't try dismantling at home message. You can see lots of things going wrong on YouTube. Watch those instead of any how-to guides. But actually, the most important thing we can do is advocate for this issue and continually be environmentally conscious in our endless consumerism. Who knows? Maybe the next pop-up collection point will get rid of your vape graveyard. You've been listening to Podcast Next Gen, a collaboration between the National Youth Science Forum and Cosmos magazine. Year 12 students from across Australia have written and recorded their own science shortcasts about important topics in their lives. We'll be releasing them weekly, so keep an ear out. Cosmos is a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia, which is based in Adelaide on Ghana land. The students recorded their pieces around Australia, and we pay respects to Indigenous groups across the country. 